Love animals and want to find out why your dogs and cats behave the way they do. They're jumping, they're humping, they're digging, they're scratching. They look at the litter box and say, Use it yourself. Cat wakes you up at night, peed on your bed. Dog chases anything that moves. Hump the dog next door. You get the idea. This is the pet show. I'm Warren Eckstein. If you have questions about your dog or cat's behavior or just want to find out why they behave the way they do and how to resolve any issues, that you may be having with them, or more than likely, any issues your dog or cat may be having with you. Great time to give me a call. If you're new to the pet show, just a reminder that everyone that calls into the pet show and gets to talk to me live on the air today will be getting a fabulous gift for their dog or cat. Many of the items were 30, 40, and 50 bucks. Even if you just want to answer my question of the day, which is pretty simple. If your dog or cat could talk, do you think your dog or cat would have an accent? And what would they say? What would they say? It was interesting because I read an article uh, the other day, and that's what provoked me to write this. By the way, uh, great time to call me. I'll get right to you, Eric and uh, Marty. The phone number here at the Pet Show, 877-725-8255, 877-725-8255. If you have a question or a comment want to share a story, uh, great time to give me a call. And as I said, everyone that calls in and talks to me live will get one of those fabulous gifts I just talked about. You know, almost four in five Americans believe that if animals were able to talk to people or like people, dogs would be the first to do so. A poll of over 2,000 adults revealed that 78% believe that hypothetically dogs are more likely to start talking like a person, while 60% believe the same about cats. More than 53%, half respondents, imagine their favorite dog or cat would have a certain tone, accent, or actually a pattern of speech. One respondent said their cat would have a sassy southern accent. One guy said their dog was more refined. He would sound like a, a Britishman or someone from England or, or perhaps Boston. I told you my dogs would sound like they're from the streets of, of New York City. The survey also asked people about the perks and potential downside of being able to have a conversation with our dogs. Some of the benefits of being able to speak are that they could explain what food they like best. Wouldn't that be great to know what food your dog likes or, or what's bothering them? But for all the good chatting with our dogs and cats, it might bring more than half are worried that the pet would reveal their most, well, their most important secrets. And here's the one that really got me. 50% are concerned that their dog or cat would actually <laughs> insult insult someone. I wish they would. Great time to give me a call. Just a reminder, if you had a question or a comment about your dog or a cat, uh, everyone that calls in will get a great gift. Uh, as I said, I got hugs and kisses to give away. Lucy Pet Food, Kitty Lickies, my best-selling books. Now bestsellers, both by Random House, Hemp Seed Oil, Air Horns, T-shirts, lots of great stuff to give away. 877-725-8255. That is the way to get through to the pet show. Um... So much good stuff I want to talk to you guys about today, but let me get right to it. Oh, you know, I want to also talk about this. I'll get to it in a couple of minutes. I very, very rarely talk about my own 501c3 nonprofit organization called the Hugs and Kisses Animal Fund. And I started it in 1991 after my first wife passed away who worked alongside of me helping his uh, thousands and thousands of animals. What separates the Hugs and Kisses Animal Fund is that we, you know, the big organizations are in Florida and North Carolina and South Carolina. They're doing great work. ASPCA, Humane Society, whatever groups are there. But in reality, 
the ones that need the most and are doing the most work are the small mom and pop organizations. You know, one or two volunteers, three volunteers, five volunteers. And by the way, uh, these dogs and these cats, many of the dogs in Florida, specifically in these organizations, were kept outside. Uh, they were sheltered outside uh, and, and their shelters have been totally destroyed. And that's why my Hugs and Kisses Animal Fund is asking for the first time for your help. And here's the bottom line. If you donate to my Hugs and Kisses Animal Fund, which is a 501c3 tax-exempt organization, if you donate to the Hugs and Kisses Animal Fund, we only donate to the small mom-and-pop organizations, none of the big organizations, the small ones that are so desperate, you know, and they have to have a garage sale to raise 50 bucks. Those are the ones I help, and believe me, their need right now, the rescue effort is insane. So here's the bottom line. If you make a donation to my Hugs and Kisses Animal Fund, we will match every donation made up to $1,000. We will match every donation made up to $1,000. So I want you to go to hugsandkissesanimalfund.org. That's hugsandkissesanimalfund.org. Uh, we accept credit cards, PayPal, and you can make a, where to send a check. It's all there. Or if you prefer, you can actually call and leave a message and we'll get back to you at 1-800-430-4847, 1-800-430-4847. If you listen to the pet show, you know I never, ever ask for this. But let me tell you, I have so many people I know in Florida. In fact, I'm from New York. I should be there, but I went to the West Coast because I do travel to the beat of a different drama. So if you can, please make a donation, small, medium, whatever you can, to my own Hugs and Kisses Animal Fund where every single dollar, there's no salaries, every single dollar goes directly to help the small mom and pops across the nation. Uh, they were there in Florida when we had earthquakes on the West Coast, when we had floods in the Midwest. Now it's our turn to help them out. So check out, and if you can make a donation, please do so to hugsandkissesanimalfund.org. And as I said, all donations are, in fact, tax deductible. Phone number here at the Pet Show, 877-725-8255, 877-725-8255. Oh, and let me just leave you, uh, not leave you, but let me share this with you guys. I'll get to you guys, I promise. After heavy rains or heavy flooding, please be overly cautious with your dogs and your cats. And here's why. The entire neighborhood smells different. All the things they knew, all the places they knew, all the scents they knew with this tree or that, they're all gone. They're all gone. So it's now so easy for dogs and cats to get lost. So please keep them on a leash in a kennel, know where they are. It's very critical that you do it at this point. 877-725-8255. Let's go to Eric in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Hey, Eric, welcome to the Pet Show. Hello, sir. Yeah, I really love enjoy, uh, really enjoy uh, listening to your program. Uh, well, very I, I appreciate that. I Well, we can be sometimes. I appreciate that, Eric. How can I help you out today? Well, my dog, it's a hunting dog, and he's very, he chases everything and whatnot. And I own some land in southern Illinois where I, I've got a pond and I've planted a bunch of fruit trees and nut trees and stuff. But there are poisonous snakes down there. And I was just wondering, you know, he's so inquisitive that I, I'm just so worried about him getting into, you know, they're, they're quite aggressive. So I was just wondering, and he, but he's five years old. I don't know that I can, you know, train him anymore. 
there are there there are there are groups and there are people that specifically even here in California that do uh, specialized training to make their dogs very very fearful of snakes. Uh, sometimes oh, really? what they've what they've actually done is they actually have rattlesnakes. I'm not a big fan, but rattlesnakes that were defanged, and, and therefore they would let the dogs go near them. The snakes would react. The dogs would obviously run away. Most of the dogs, and they would learn to stay away from snakes. So it's kind of like a a reptile abatement situation. I'm sure there are groups like that. If I don't know what type of snakes you have there, I'm sure you have rattlesnakes and what kind of other poisonous snakes. But whatever they are, copperheads. All right, it's copperheads yeah. as well. Uh, you're talking to someone who was literally bitten by a rattlesnake many, many, many years ago. The pain was horrendous. So what I'm suggesting to you is look in your area, maybe contact some of the kennel clubs, see if, in fact, they do have someone that does teach snake uh, snake avoidance uh, for your... Uh, Google snake avoidance uh, Michigan. Uh, see, who, uh, uh, see who is doing it. But there are groups that do that uh, as well. But I understand, you know, if it were my dog, or my, I would just not take them to those areas. That's just me. Yeah. But again, I try to, I, I try to take them when it's cold. But I, you know, I don't know. I mean, sometimes in March it'll be 70, 80 degrees. It's been yeah, like that. Yeah. Sometimes, and yeah. I don't and, know and you know, and, and snakes are cold-blooded animals, and when it warms up, that's when they're going to come out, and they're going to want to start eating, and and and, and especially when they're breeding, because the smaller the snake, very often the more deadly they are, because they don't know how much venom to use. So, being bitten by a small rattlesnake is generally deadlier than being bitten by a full-grown rattlesnake, because the small ones don't know, and they inject all their venom at one time. So, I would recommend that you look for somebody who's doing that uh, that uh, uh, avoidance class, and. and Call me back if you find someone that's doing it. I'd love to hear from them. But in the meantime, other than that, Eric, the best advice I can give you was stay in the house and watch football. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> hey, listen, Eric, don't go in. I'm going to put you. How old did you say your dog was? He's five years old. And what kind of dog is it? He's a pointer. A German shorthair, wirehead pointer, English pointer? Yeah, yeah, a German shorthair pointer, yeah. Uh, great breeder dog. I had the opportunity of working with them pretty extensively when I was uh, uh, stationed in Europe. Great dog. I'm going to put you on hold, and what I'm going to do, I'm going to send you some hugs and kisses for your dog. It'll keep him healthy. It'll keep him healthy, and uh, uh, it's on its way to you. But I would stay away from the snakes. That's just me. 877-725-8255, the phone number. Karen, Marty, don't go anywhere. 877-725-8255. Give me a call. And uh, if you get through to talk to me, a great gift will be on its way for you. But right now, I am going to brag once again. Listen, I developed my Hugs and Kisses Vitamin Mineral Supplement for dogs and cats well, well over 35 years ago. And about two years ago, I really made some changes. The product was amazing. People loved it. I said, you know what? I can even do better. So I want you to listen carefully. I know what you're going through. I know how tough everything is. I know the financial hit everyone is taking. So I just wanted to let you know what I've done to do my share is the price of my Hugs and Kisses Vitamin Mineral Supplement Treats for your dog or cat is exactly the same price it was over seven years ago. Who else can say that? Yeah, there's higher manufacturing costs, rising postal rates, soaring cost of goods and services. Even with that, keeping the price the same as seven years ago, I actually upped the quality. The 4-in-1 Hugs and Kisses supplement now has glucosamine and chondroitin to treat and prevent any issues your dog or cat may have with hips, joints, and bones, keeping them flexible their entire life. I also added prebiotics as well as probiotics. 
prebiotics make the probiotics work much better, which will mean that your dog or cat will have great digestion and the best gut health it can have. And we know now that gut health is important for overall total well-being. You know, my Hugs and Kisses vitamin mineral supplement treats really work to help prevent excessive shedding, dry skin, bare spots, hairballs just about gone. And it has just the right balance of antioxidant vitamins and minerals. You know, I know you'd pay a fortune to keep your dog or cat healthy, but with my hugs and kisses, you don't have to. It's my mission to deliver a high value and affordable supplement treats for your dogs and cats. So order today. It's available at my website, thepetshow.com. All one word. Don't forget that, the, thepetshow.com. And it's so well accepted. Hugs and Kisses is now an Amazon's choice at amazon.com. So check out hugs and kisses at amazon.com or walmart.com. Or if you prefer, call my office. If we're not there, we will call you back. Write this number down, 1-800-430-4847. That's 1-800-430 and the word HUGS, H-U-G-S. And here's the amazing part, folks. As a new customer to HUGS and KISS, you will be paying the same exact price as you would have over seven years ago. And a $5 flat rate shipping all across the U.S. at thepetshow.com. I'm Warren Eckstein. This is The Pet Show. And we are back on The Pet Show. I'm Warren Eckstein. Great time to call me. The question is if, I mean, you guys are afraid to say this. If your dogs and cats could talk, what would they say about you? And would they have an accent? Give me a call. Let me know. I have some great stuff to give away. 877-725-8255, 877-725-8255. Right now, we have not been in Oregon today, so let's go to Marty. Hey, Marty, welcome to the Pet Show. Hi, Warren. How are you today, Marty? I'm wonderful, thank you. I'm calling about my dog, Rosie. What She's kind of dog is Rosie? Okay. She's a Yorkie. She's a Yorkie, and, about 14 to 16 months old. Okay. And, you know, Yorkie, uh, they're, like, uh, they're like owning a, a big dog in a little suit, you know. <laughs> she has a lot of energy. Ah, uh, they do. She so... licks everything. She licks, licks, licks. Okay. And I, I is... want to figure out how to divert that. There are several reasons that the dog will lick. You said she's, what, 10 we- uh, 14 months old? Is that what you said? Well, I've had her for nine months, and the and the rescue thought that she was about ten when they found her. Ten months, so she's you know eight, eight, a year and a half. Does anyone know her background? That, Does anyone know her no. background at all? No okay. background at all. She was found in a parking lot. Let me explain licking, okay? There are many reasons a dog will lick. One of the most common reasons that a dog will lick, if there's not something physical like fleas or something else going on, is to alleviate stress and anxiety and fear. The first thing a mother dog does when a litter of puppies are born is to lick them, to clean them off, and continue so for a couple of days. So when a dog is stressed out, one of the first things that they will do to alleviate some of the anxiety or stress is to lick. Now, I know what you're thinking. This dog lives in like the uh, the best place she could live. Why is she stressed out? Dogs learn through association. So it's very possible 
very possible that something going on that, that we're not aware of or that you're not aware of, a sound, a smell, whatever, may trigger a reaction which is going to make her lick excessively. The best way to resolve that, once you've made sure there's no physiological reason, no allergies, none of that going on, once you've accomplished that, then the next step is really, really important. The next step, once we know she's got good health, is to use what we call distraction therapy. We want to distract her as much as possible, doing some advanced training with her. Not that I care whether she does backflips or not, but sometimes that's enough to help her. You know what? Marty, don't go anywhere. I got to take a break in in a minute or so. So don't go anywhere. Let's put Marty on hold. I'll come back to you, Marty. Then after Marty, we have uh, we have uh, Karen in Delaware. We also got Tammy in Delaware. I'll get to both of your calls. Uh, The phone number here at the Pet Show, 877-725-8255. One of the things I was talking about with Marty, and I'll get back to her afterwards, is that a lot of people don't realize how licking is. uh, It's kind of like a... In some cases, it's kind of like the uh, martini that someone has or, or, or someone smoking pot to calm down, whatever they're doing. But that's pretty much what it is. And so when a dog is licking excessively, unless it's one specific area on the body, which could be indicative of a wound or, or pain in that area, in, in a 14-month-old dog, and i got to get back to Marty and find out where she's licking, but generally speaking, the licking that the uh, uh, the dog is doing is probably due that she's 14 months old. She's gone into her first real loving home. We'll talk about that with Marty when we come back. Great time to call me, by the way, when I go to commercial break, which I'm doing right now, 877-725-8255. I'm Warren Eckstein. This is The Pet Show. monkeys jumping on the bed. That's what the doctor said. Well, four monkeys were playing on the bed. One fell off and bumped his head. Mommy called the doctor and the doctor said, No more monkeys jumping on the bed. 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 That is what the doctor said. Well, three monkeys were playing on the bed. One fell off and... And we are back on the Pet Show. I'm Warren X9, 877-725-8255. Marty, I'm going to get back to you. Then we got Karen and then we got Tammy. But before we do that, a new study says that dogs can smell stress in humans from their sweat or their breath. According to a new study conducted by uh, Queen's University in Ireland, dogs can detect stress in humans from their sweat and breath. The research highlights that dogs do not need visual or audio cues to pick up on human stress. I've always said it seems like they have a sixth sense sometimes. Maybe, just maybe, they do. Uh, let me get back to Marty. Hey, Marty, you still with me? I am. Okay, hey, so. Warren, she's licking yeah. me and other surfaces. Okay, so. Like the back of your legs if she's standing. She yeah. everything. Let me, let me go through a couple. First of all, licking can be a definite sign of anxiety, usually caused by some changes in their life, moving, new house, separation from their guardian, the death of a guardian. Dogs lick, them, lick themselves, especially, especially in these cases, because by licking, hormones called endorphins are released, which gives them a feeling of kind of pleasure and makes them feel calmer. If the anxiety is constant, sometimes loss of hair or ball patches can show up. But the fact that she's not only licking herself, the fact that she's licking you as well is more indicative of me. It's not allergies. It's more indicative of a uh, uh, of anxiety or stress. Now, even though I'm sure you're the nicest person in the world, you're the greatest person, you schmooze, you love, you hug and a kiss, their memories always stay with them. 
And so sometimes something may trigger something in her mind or she sees something or smells something that reminds her of some danger or something that happened when she was out on the street or who knows where. That's when the licking will start. So you don't want to tell her no bad dog. That's like telling a kid not to hug you when they come for a hug because they're not feeling good. Best thing you can do at yeah. that point is say everything's okay and just walk away. Once you walk away, things should become fine. But don't overreact to it by saying no, no, because by doing that or telling her to stop licking, you're actually creating more anxiety than you're actually resolving. Does that make sense to you? Okay. I do. That does make, make good sense. And first of all, let me just thank you for adopting this dog. I mean, you know, it's 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 this. You adopted her at ten months old, and and so many dogs just cannot find homes. I'm so glad she uh, she is living with you, and she's having the life of Riley. I'm trying to think as I talk to you, a 14 month old, a 14 month old Yorkie. What do I want to send her? You know what? I am going to put you on hold, Marty, and I am going to send you. I am going to send you for your dog, 14 months old. I am going to send you some Lucy pet food. Let's get her right on track right off the bat. And I appreciate that phone call. 877-725-8255. Karen, I definitely get to you. And Tammy, I'll get to you. But first, I started talking about this earlier, and I just wanted to finish up. Why it's important to let your dog sniff when you take them for a walk. Dogs see the world through their noses. Slow scent, sniffy walks, let your dog absorb and process all the different things in his neighborhood. It gives you insights into their behaviors, mentally and physically stimulating for the dog by letting him smell. Letting your dog sniff will decrease their heart rate, decrease their stress level, and actually improve behavior. Remember this, when you take your dog for a walk, it's not your walk, it's your dog's walk. Let them smell. And by the way, dogs smell differently. They can smell two different things through each nostril. You have to remember that my background and my, my, my expertise was teaching dogs to use their nose to smell out narcotics and bombs and incendiary devices. So uh, one of the things you can do is there's, there's nose work games. You can check online for nose work games and for those dogs that aren't sniffing. But it's important to let your dog sniff. And remember, they need to know what's going on in their neighborhood. It's kind of like, like your dog going out there and surfing the internet. Everything he needs to know about his hood is right there. Phone number here at the Pet Show, 877-725-8255. Uh, let me go to Karen in Delaware. Hi, Karen. Welcome to the Pet Show. Hi, Warren. How are you today, Karen? I'm doing great, Warren. I have a beautiful seven-year-old, 24-pound Maine Coon cat named Hobo. <laughs> I love that name. And by the way, for those those people out there, it's a Maine Coon cat. That doesn't mean it's part cat and Maine and part raccoon. It's a breed of cat. There's no raccoon in the Maine Coon cat, but they still call it a Maine Coon cat. Beautiful cat, very large cat, very affectionate cat, Karen. Well, here's here's the problem. He came to us. He was owned by another family, but they weren't taking really good care of him, and so we adopted him. And uh, but she did tell us the owner did tell us, you know, he doesn't travel well in a car. We didn't know what that meant until we took him in the car one time and he can exhibit um, one, two, three or four behaviors, sometimes all four within the first few minutes of riding around. And that is to he will poop, he will pee, he will vomit and he will drool. And it's a mess. And pleasant trip, by the way, huh, Karen, you have a ple pleasant trip with him in the car with you, huh? Well, he's not allowed in my car, just in my husband's car. Oh, no, that's not right. Listen to me carefully. Let's look at okay. it from the cat's point of view, okay? If the cat is that stressed out when he gets into a car that he's pooping, 
he's throwing up and God knows what else he's doing. What we need to do is count the condition and make him feel like the car is a good thing. So what I would do right off the bat is I would take his bed or an extra bed that you have for him and I would rub it all over the car and put that in the house. This way he's not fearful of the car, but the smell of the car he's able to adapt to. That's number one. Number two, if you're really technical, and I'm not, but if you are, you can actually download the sound of a car starting and running a little bit on your computer or your phone, play it at a very low volume for the cat where he doesn't hear it, increase it gradually over a period of time. I'm assuming when you bring him in the car, he's in a carrier? Uh, no, we stopped doing that because we thought maybe that was part of his trauma. No, no, what I want, no, no, we, that's going to make him feel more comfortable. I want you to get a carrier, the type of carrier, which the top comes off and it kind of opens up in the two pieces. I want you to leave that out in the house, put his toys in there, put his treats in there, put his food in there. Let him get really, really comfortable in that carrier. And then after a period of time, you can close it, take the top off. Once he's comfortable in that carrier, once he's used to the smell of the car and the sound of the car, have a great ride. Well, that's good to know. Thank you, Warren. I know that's when I, I listen. I think it's more important for people to take their dogs and cats for rides and they have to learn how to behave in the car. And a lot of dogs and cats are, well, I heard about the way you guys drive in Delaware. That could be part of the problem anyway. I don't know. <laughs> I told you I used to drive every weekend. I used to drive every weekend through Delaware when I was coming back from Langley Air Force Base to Long Island. So I saw the way you guys drive. I don't think I'm allowed in Delaware, by the way. Anyway, listen, Karen, don't go anywhere. I'm putting you on hold. I'm going to send you a copy of my cat book, How to Get Your Cat to Do What You Want. And the reason I'm sending you yet, uh, there's a whole chapter in there on on car riding and getting the car, uh, the, uh, the, the, um, the cat to enjoy it. Hey, great time to give me a call. I do have a line or two open, which is pretty unusual at the pet show. The phone number 877-725-8255. 877-725-8255. Uh, let me take a quick break. When I come back, Tammy, we're going to get to you. But in the meantime, uh, I still have some hugs and kisses to give away and some Lucy pet food to give away. So if you have a question or a comment, I just want to tell me whether you believe or whether you think uh, your dog or cat, what they would sound like if they were able to talk like us. Would your dog or cat have an accent? Uh, what would they say? Give me a call. Let me know. I'll send you a great gift. 877-725-8255. 877-725-8255. Listen, you guys are listening to the pet show. Obviously, you love animals. And just imagine being able to leave this lifetime helping as many animals as you can. For over 40 years, I can't believe I've known Leo for over 40 years, Delta Rescue would have never been able to accomplish the absolutely amazing life-saving work with animals they do every single day without you. That's right, you, my listeners, and your generous support. My good friend Leo Grillo, who I consider an extreme hero when it comes to rescuing animals, and by the way, the founder of Delta wants you to put some of your work into helping their over 1,500, there's more than 1,500, rescue dogs, cats, and horses into the future. Of all the organizations I belong to and serve on the board for, my wife and I decided to make a bequest for Delta's rescued animals in my own estate planning. And here's why. A bequest to Delta Rescue will make your legacy work for the animals when right now. It'll also help avoid fundraising costs as well as providing tax benefits for you now as well as the future. You know, like any good parent, Leo has to make sure that every single one of the thousands of animals he rescued from the streets, the deserts, the forests, the woods, all across America, never have to worry again, and believe me, they don't. By the way, Delta Rescue is a top-ranked charity with GuideStar and prove every day that your donation dollars are doing what they should be doing, helping the animals. But even if you're not ready to make long-range plans, every donation, everyone, big, small, medium, I don't care, every donation is a chance to keep more than 1500 Abandoned cats, dogs, and horses, 
not only happy, not only safe, not only well taken care of, but actually loved for the first time in their entire lives. I actually urge you to go to their website, DeltaRescue.org. I want you to see the individual stories of how these throwaway pets were rescued. Then give them a call. Write this number down. 661-269-4010. Ask for details on how to include Delta's rescued animals in your estate planning. Log on to DeltaRescue.org. That's DeltaRescue.org. Or call them at 661-269-4010. The animals are waiting. I'm Warren Eckstein. And we are back on the pet show. Let's see if we can squeeze in Tammy, also calling from Delaware. Hey, Tammy, how you doing? Hi, Warren. What a privilege it is to speak with you. And I feel exactly the same way talking to you. Oh, thank you. Nobody loves dogs like I do, but I know you do. I've been listening to you for years. And thank you for your service to our country. I appreciate that. Thank Uh, you so much. Oh, absolutely. I have a question about my dog that's 17. He's a Maltese, and he I got him three years ago, a family uh, divorce, and nobody was able to take him, and, and the daughter went to college. She wasn't able to take him, and he's been in our family for so long, I just couldn't let him go. Of course. So, I have him. He's a part of the family. But he's 17, and he has become incontinent um, just for his urine. Like, he's he's never gone in the house for anything else. Lately, his urine has been smelling like straight-up ammonia. I mean, it's a definite difference. So, do we need to change his diet because of his age? No, it's, 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 it's time to see a vet. Oh, it is. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's in other words, when, you know, I talked about this and if you go to my, and I wish you guys would spend, go to my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Warren Eckstein, subscribe to it. It's free. I posted something there a while back specifically about that. If you notice changes in the way your dog smells, whether it be the breath, for example, all of a sudden, uh-huh. if your dog's breath smells sweet, it could be indicative that he has diabetes. There's other things. If the urine smells a little bit stronger than normal. So with a 17-year-old dog, any time that the the, uh, the urine is, is changing smell, specifically getting a, a stronger ammonia smell, I would definitely have a conversation with the vet. It's very, very possible there are some medications that your vet can give you to kind of get that balanced again, Tammy. Okay, okay. Because he doesn't seem sick and nothing has changed for his appetite. Yeah, so, it, it, it just be okay. 17 years old. It could just be natural at this point, but I think it's a good idea to have it checked. Okay, we'll do. So, Tammy, Tam, no, no, Tammy, Tammy, if your dog, yes, yes. if your dog could talk, what accent would he have? Well, he's been in Delaware all of his life, so I guess he would talk like me. <laughs> he would talk like you, and uh, what would he say? Any idea? Oh yeah, he'd probably say, is, is, "Get the treats over here. Isn't it time for a snack?" <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Anyway, listen, Tommy, don't go anywhere. I'm going to put you on hold. I'm going to send you a jar of my hugs and kisses for him. And I appreciate that phone call, a quick break, uh, and then we'll be right back to you. Listen, you've heard me talk about Lucy Pet Food for quite a while now. Lucy Pet Food 
has been the food I've been feeding my two rescues, Molly and Willie, since the day I took them out of the high kill shelter here in Southern California three and a half, almost four years ago. And you know how good they look and how much I love them. But it's real important to understand. You know, you can go to the supermarket and get confused about all the different types of food, where they're made. Lucy Pet Food is manufactured in their own plant by their own selves. Absolutely right. It's not a hundred different brands being made there. They have their own plant right here in Southern California and they have their own laboratory as well. That's why every day I hear from rescue, shelters, police departments, military saying thank you for letting us know about Lucy Pet Food and that prebiotic formula. What a difference it has made in our own pets. I actually want you to hear from a listener and what they had to say once they changed over to Lucy Pet. I have a comment about Lucy Pet yeah. Food. I have a kitty um, who is a total indoor spoiled little kitty, and I didn't buy Lucy because it was only in the salmon, and he's just a chicken guy. But I thought I'll get it because he keeps biting his tail, and his tail was disappearing. So my husband said, just order it. And we've had it for two weeks, and he devours it, and he's looking better. And so I'm a believer in the Lucy stuff, too. These are the type of text, emails, and calls I get every single day from people that have, have listened to me, have tried Lucy Pet Food, and see the results in their own pets, and you will too. Lucy Pet Food is available at Amazon.com. It's also available at Chewy.com, LucyPetFood.com, and many independent pet stores. Start feeding your dogs and cats Lucy Pet Food. You'll see the difference, I promise. I'm Warren Eckstein. This is The Pet Show. And we are back on the Pet Show. I'm Warren Eckstein. Just a reminder that I do share a lot of information during the week. I know we always run out of time. I never have enough time to answer as many questions as I like to answer. Um, I have a brand new Facebook page. You know, I had thousands of listeners, on, of, of viewers on Facebook, but somehow we got hacked and we can't find them. So my brand new Facebook page, I do share a lot of information there during the week, is facebook.com slash Pet. Talk, all one word, facebook.com slash Warren Pet Talk. And a lot of people were asking me about my YouTube channel because I'm sharing literally, there's hundreds of videos there, long videos. So, very often, stuff I don't get to on the show, uh, if you go to my YouTube channel, you can watch the videos there. And that is youtube.com slash Warren Eckstein. YouTube.com slash Warren Eckstein. Again, if you want to make a donation to help all the small mom and pop groups down in Florida, North and South Carolina, you can make a donation to my own 501. 1c3 not-for-profit organization it's the hugs and kisses animal fund.org go to the website hugs and kisses animal fund.org uh, we accept credit cards and I will be matching uh, every donation up to $1,000 that comes in the next couple of days at the hugs and kisses animal fund until next week you all know what to do by now give all of your pets a big hug and a kiss for you one between the ears for me I'm Warren Eckstein and thank you for listening to the pet show